You are listening to the Glass Cannon Network, the premier source for role-playing game entertainment. Good evening and welcome to the show. Do you guys remember the uh, the Challenger shuttle? Um, uh, some of you are a little too young to uh, remember the Challenger shuttle. Um, you may have learned about it in history class, um, but it was a uh, it was a rocket ship um, with with passengers uh, that fucking exploded like minutes after takeoff. And, uh, it wasn't funny, Kate. It, it, it wasn't was like, funny. We also, were to be fair school. to Kate, I've also never referred to it as a rocket, a rocket ship, ship filled with passengers. <laughs> I couldn't think of a shuttle filled with astronauts. Space shuttle full of astronauts. Jeff well, Bezos were on it. Passengers. I was, passengers. I was trying to modernize it for today's audience so they yeah, understood. Modern <laughs> now anybody ships. can go to space. It was a rocket, sh- a rocket ship full of passengers. It was a flying disc. <laughs> so, uh, well, it, I'm, I'm not 100% wrong here. Uh, it's getting to my point. So it was very traumatic. Uh, we all, like, stopped school, school and they wheeled in fucking TVs, uh, little tube TVs. Let's watch the Challenger take off. <laughs> Well, because there was also famously a teacher on board who was going to be leading classes, like lessons from space. A non-astronaut. A teacher. No, she was an astronaut. She was trained as an astronaut, but she was a not pilot. Kristen McAuliffe. Um, Do you know why she was on there? She was a last minute replacement. Do you know know who she replaced? No, No. I don't remember. Don't look it up. I'm not. Carmelo Anthony. Big Bird. Originally, Big Bird. Oh, Carol Carol Spinney? Was supposed to be on the Challenger shuttle. It was going to be this whole thing, Big Bird going to fucking space, and he didn't fit. And they were like, let's get the school teacher. Like he didn't fit with the suit on? Yeah, he didn't fit with the suit on into the shuttle. They were going to make... The guy who puppeteers Big Bird wear the Big Bird suit as yeah. they you know, flew they don't to want space. Carol Spinney to go to Do space. You know they want much, Big Bird. How much gas it probably costs to bring that big suit up there? <sighs> we'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kate. I mean, you it are right. It was, it was a little bit of an odd delivery, but you are correct. <laughs> She's right. She's right. You, you are right. Missing right. the point a little bit. But it, uh, it doesn't. So let's just say yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. You imagine that, how much gas would have been wasted if they had put Carol Spinney on that space shuttle. Luckily, they put that eighty-five pound school teacher on and said, "The point is, if Big Bird was going to go on there, and imagine the horror of all these children watching and just fucking feathers everywhere. I mean, it, it is horrifying. I mean, it was horrifying at the time, uh, and." If, but I mean, it's not like it would have been worse. Death is death is terrible, but it's just, I read this little factory the other day and that may not even be true, but uh, Big Bird was supposed to be up there. <laughs> yes. I think, I think it's not true. Is that, you think it's true? Is that, I mean, I watched I, I, a documentary on this whole thing. I can't believe they wouldn't mention Big Bird. I'm looking it up. Yeah. I just Googled Challenger Big Bird and Google said 
may seem like an unlikely passenger on a space-bound mission, but the puppeteer inside the yellow-feathered suit, Carol Spinney, had actually been invited to join the Challenger mis- mission. Hmm. But and they were uh, placed him with Kristen McAuliffe. And uh, I don't think it was, it was like he had a birth. And then they were like, cut Big Bird. I think, I think they, re- it seems like what I'm reading here, they reached out and it was like, ah, actually, I don't think it's going to work. I heard it was a suit issue. They couldn't fit the suit in. That's um, what Carol Spinney says. Yeah, that, is, was, that, was, that was Spinney spin. It's a Spinney spin. Exactly. It's interesting to think what well, Sesame Street would do. Like, what's the pivot if that happens? Like, well, it's like when Street- Mr. Hooper died. They, they would they would acknowledge it and teach you about they would death. Face face up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, it was a dark time. I think what happened is that someone wised up and realized that Big Bird can't fly. It's possible skin. <laughs> Have we considered the possibility that Big Bird, Bird? It would be it would be Ridiculous. tantamount to yeah. it's against nature. Mm-hmm. Have we considered the possibility that that Big Bird did it? Well, oh, a bitterness. Because he wasn't allowed to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just I'll get this right, Matthew. You're saying your theory is that Big Bird sabotaged the Challenger mission? I think I would that's buy worse it. than me laughing, honestly. Saying I would buy it if they had said that, that Oscar the Grouch couldn't go. Right, it's more of his nature. He would but, maybe do it. Or Elmo. Bird, to murder a ship full of astronauts <laughs> is more of Oscar's. It's in his yeah. nature. What a grouch. Yeah, he's so a grouchy. Of I mean, Oscar, you're <laughs> such, such a, a grouch. grouch. Do you guys know the... Um, <laughs> image of the iceberg of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. and like at the top of it the iceberg that's out of the water is like normal conspiracy theories and then below the water there's things like medieval found footage and like <laughs> 9-11 was an accident uh it just like a bunch of random things <laughs> but this would be on there it would be like big bird Sabotage, sabotage the challenger. <laughs> the, the challenger. Yeah. I, I know mean, what I'm all we're say, saying I'm is he saying. had motive. <laughs> he had motive. There was there was motive. There he was had means because he has an entire army of puppeteers and puppets at his disposal. <laughs> as here's disposable. here's a quick question. Um, Who looks more innocent than a muppet? <laughs> yeah, you could have gotten right <laughs> on there. All we have to do is establish uh, opportunity, and we've convicted him. Now I know that that uh, that everybody likes being real silly all the time and making fun of national tragedies, but I actually have a, an a, an honest question. I want you to really, really, really think about it. If you personally were invited by Bezos to yeah. go on a ship that was going to go into orbit and land, so it was going to go into space and then come back down, would you go? Would you no. accept the ticket? To space. Kate says no. Matthew, no. Those are two quick no's. Sydney. Free Bezo- Bezos? Well, a completely as safe as it <laughs> can get guy. rocket ship. Okay, because I'm Why not, not NASA. Why sure, NASA. Why NASA astronaut. Doesn't matter. NASA? Oh, well, that's different. Oh. Yes. SpaceX? No. Okay. So so NASA, who, by the way, buys a lot of their shit from SpaceX. NASA. <laughs> We're Still also no. in charge of the Challenger. The, the point is not who flies. The point is who you think makes the safest rocket ship. Okay, would wait. you still go? Because it's okay. always never hundred percent safe. I'll go, but would they give me like they give celebrities honorary doctorates? Would they give me honorary astronaut? Uh, you are an astronaut. If you, you go are. up into space on a, you're, by definition you're an you are an astronaut. But you did also just, I believe, refer to yourself as a celebrity. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, that's what I heard. Would no, they, no. Like they give other celebrities, would they no. give me? 
I, an honorary <laughs> astronaut degree. <laughs> I meant akin to giving a celebrity a doctorate that they never earned. I'm like, me, can they just make me an astronaut? Because I go. But apparently they that is how it works. You'd have so, to yes. go through some training, I imagine. Skid, would you take a flight, to an actual f- flight on a rocket like we have today? Uh, I really, really would want to. But at my age, I'm concerned. I also was reading about William Shatner's experience going into space. Yeah. And he was saying, like, he had this existential crisis. Yeah. He's like 90, like going up into space. It like ruined the end of his life, he said. It was like he it was something like he said this. Uh, he had this realization. It's like, is this all there is? Mm. And it uh, it crushed him. And now he's just like super depressed, presumably until he dies. What? Wow. Deep. Sad. That's the reason why I wouldn't want to go. I didn't know that someone already experienced that. Like, not only do you have to like pass a fitness test and like do G-force training. Like, I don't want to do that. I Maybe I'd pass a fitness test, but definitely not the G-force stuff. I'd probably pass out. And then once I get up there, I'm pretty sure I would freak out. And you're not supposed to. You're supposed to be like mentally sound to be an astronaut. So I'm disqualified. Yeah, that's very thoughtful. It is. It's very thoughtful about your you, own limitations. I think that go? I would, I there would be puke completely covering the inside of my mask. It would just be like, <laughs> like all all over the inside. <laughs> Troy, would you actually go to space if they offered you the ticket and they said we're going to make content out of this and we'll I put was, it on the Glass Cannon Network's oh. YouTube? Well, would I, you do I, it? I do any different content, but I've spent the last couple minutes trying to figure out the perfectly worded joke about uh, Big Bird going to court uh, for. <laughs> this and them calling to the stand Snuffleupagus, but he was the only one that could see him. It was like a great joke that I just can't. can't There's a real funny joke in here. I'd like to call to the stand Snuffleupagus and the doors open and no one walks in. (laughs) There's a joke here. Uh, No, I wouldn't go to space. Because he wants to call Snuffleupagus as a character witness? Right. (laughs) And uh, no one shows up. He's like, sir, I don't know what you're talking about. There's a giant elephant. (laughs) He's right there. He was just here. There's definitely something there. definitely something there. Uh, No, I wouldn't bungee jump. I wouldn't skydive. And I wouldn't take a uh, a rocket to the moon. Okay. All right. If you wouldn't skydive, yeah, you probably wouldn't take a rocket. I have a more complicated answer. I feel like in 20 years... When my daughter is no longer financial, hopefully, hopefully, no longer financially dependent on me. <laughs> 20 years? 30 what, years. Matthew, yeah, give it like 30, 40 years. She's yeah. going to be a self-starter. Um, no, but, <laughs> she's going to work at a gas station. <laughs> she's working at a gas station. She's going to pretty soon she's going to own a chain of gas stations up and down the eastern seaboard. Um, no, but in 30 Finally years. Finally have enough gas to put Big Bird on that space shuttle. <laughs> there you go. Big Bird on the moon. Check that suit up there. Imagine, imagine we never like had 30 years from now. Big Bird, I'm like loaded up, I'm like loaded up in my 30 years from now spacecraft and ready for, ready for, for liftoff and then I like turn and it's like slow motion and Big Bird just starts like walking down. He's <laughs> helmet under his arm. There's not enough gas. Turn around. In 30 years, I imagine that maybe we'll do a little more than just like go up and come down. So I think that would be, be hotels up there, like in 2001. Hotels, and you can go stay and watch the sunrise for a week or something. So you'd wait till you can go with your daughter when she's old enough to go to space. That's what you're oh, saying. No, she's not coming. That's just foolhardy. If you're oh. that young, <laughs> oh. if you're that young going to space, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, if you're really old and going to space, it's much safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah say, if I were to, if I were to die at that point, my body's decaying anyway. Yeah. Joe, you are such a big fan of sci-fi. 
Would you yeah. go to space? No, no, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, I'd go to space if you could just teleport to space. I will not ride a combustion rocket out off the ground into the atmosphere. It is yeah, you'd, wildly yeah, dangerous. You drive, a, you drive a car every day. <laughs> I yeah. love that Same comment, thing. too. I love you, know, you participate in society. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shockingly true. few people have died in space. No, no, I know. Yeah, I know. Most of them live is, here on Earth. Yeah. I, I also like Kate. I also <laughs> think they go that up like and come back down. Yeah, they they die on the way back down. <laughs> they die. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make it or they die on the way <laughs> Or they die inside, like what you're trying to Oh man. <laughs> Seems like you die if you go to space, period. <laughs> no matter how you work it. Yeah. <laughs> you have Kate crying tonight. Kate's been crying since we got on the air. She's laughing so no. hard she's crying. Everything's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Kate. Well said. Uh, yeah, no, it's just, it seems foolish. But it's crazy to think that in our lifetime, it, there could be just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go do Mars for a week. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally possible uh, if just fucking regular old billionaires are building rockets. It's only a matter of time before we have interstellar vacations. <laughs> Not interstellar interesting. vacation? <laughs> oh, man. That was the cool thing about For All Mankind, which I still haven't finished, was that because of the events of that series, the technological advance advance of the space race went much more quickly and so, yeah, there were people like living up on the moon and like space station hotels and everything. That would be cool. Yeah. We could have done it. We could have yeah. done it if we just focused on that exclusively. But we focused on If the Soviet things. Union had held up their end of the bargain, we could have done it. But right. just another thing to blame. If those those dogs we sent for. to space did their freaking jobs. I know. <laughs> Should have sent a bird. Yep. <laughs> A big, can fly. Bird, like a really big, a bird. really bird. funny. Yeah. That's that's what was scrawled in blood on the side of the challenge. Should have brought that bird. Should have brought that bird. There sent was room bird. for my suit. <laughs> I would have paid for the, the gas. <laughs> um, well, uh, we're going to take this episode uh, into space. Oh wow. <laughs> Troy, did you We're get uh, plenty there. of sleep last night? Yeah. Well rested? You watched. Did you work this, out today? This shuttle ain't going to blow up. This one's going to be... Uh, you know, it's funny. It's not funny. It was like right after the Challenger explosion that like jokes started going around. And I can't... Imagine, what what year was this Challenger? 86, right? Wait. It was 88. It was 86. It was 10 months before I was born. 86. It was 86? All right. So I was in first grade... And I remember there being jokes going, was it 86? Yes. Anyways, I remember it was, I was first grade and I remember there being jokes going around and it was the first time the people were like, hey, you can't tell those jokes. And I'd never really heard that before. And I remember the jokes. I will not say them uh, until I remember one show. joke. Yeah. Uh, and I remember my friend Victor Carrillo, they, we, we were having a, uh, an assembly about something else. And one of the vice principals got up on stage and she, she was in tears. She announced what happened. And my friend Victor Carrillo laughed and he got suspended for a week. Wow. wow. Deservedly so. Yeah. What was the punchline that he laughed at? No, he just, he laughed because the space shuttle exploded. Oh, oh. I thought he, he was, was laughing at the principal crying. N- <laughs> well, there's probably a little, uh, little spice in the stew, but I mean, he was, he was fucked up. I was in third grade. That makes more sense. I was not alive. I started first grade in 84. Yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't alive either. 
I was in second grade. I wasn't alive. Yeah, second grade. Because uh, I remember the TV in the front of the room and everything and being like, it what is happening here? I wasn't even in utero yet. Hmm. No, you were a stain on your dad's mattress. Jeez. No. <laughs> uh, that was somebody else. God. That was not Matthew. It couldn't have <laughs> it been. It couldn't have been Matthew. I scraped it up. Oh, what? God. This is going to be my son now. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing about like people telling you Look, about jokes you can and can't make. He took, really, you, really uh, he took a little plastic knife and said, you want to see the challenge? Oh, God. <laughs> That's how you were born. Really glad you exhibited restraint earlier. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see it. That's the point. Uh, last I, I think week. I should, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that we should be careful about all of these uh, failure of the government jokes that we're making while Sydney is dressed like a Secret <laughs> Service agent out for a jog. Uh, what was that? No, they have yeah, no between idea. Between the hat and the things and the, <laughs> and the, the, and the, the thing on your hoodie looks like a throat mic. Like, it's yeah. freaking me out. You really do. look. Big like Bird is in the roost. <laughs> big Bird is in the roost. Catching no, they're on. All, they're all laughing about the, uh, the Big Bird Challenger thing. Nobody actually thinks it's real. <laughs> yeah, Big Bird. No, no, he's not on their radar. What did you guys say? <laughs> We're doing a fun show, right? <laughs> Sydney would be the one in our group that actually works for the CIA. How yeah. dare you? I'm not a narc. No, but like no one would suspect you. They should hire me. Hey, if anybody in the chat is in the CIA, <laughs> you guys should hire me. Look at that hairpin turn. I'm not a narc. If anyone's hiring me, I'd love a job. <laughs> the pension. I'm not a narc, but I will be for money. For money. Oh, I didn't know you got paid to be a narc. Okay. I'll do that. You get health insurance for tattling? That's oh. sick. Um, well, we... Uh, you took a dinosaur to the moon in this story, in this game we're playing, and you yes. made it all the way there, and uh, you, you did it. And uh, you broke into this prison, and you have been exploring it. You now have a bit of a, a bit of access. You spoke to the uh, the warden, I guess you could say. Uh, he's having a fight with his protege, who has a different idea of how the prison should be run. So the prison is split in two, literally, because there is a device that splits the prison in two to prevent did, breakouts. Did the um, did he ever discuss the elements of their disagreement? I don't remember. Like, did he just say we yeah. have different policies? Or, or Kef said that he believes in rehabilitation. That's right. That's right. Okay, so the other guy believes in... Arknar is apparently very uh, torturous. Got it. He likes yeah. torture. That's his thing. And uh, I think he probably thought that Yathkef was a little too soft and uh, decided to take matters into his own hands. And so you use some magic... And you get to the other side of the prison. You get in there. Atticus casts Invisibility Spear, which is always a risky spell because pretty much you cast it and you hope the next room you're just immediately uh, in there with an enemy. And if it's not, it's very hard for that spell to last long. Uh, but you're doing your best to try and keep that spell going. You decide to go up the stairs, but then you're like, oh, we got to look over here. Oh, we got to look over there. Oh, we got to look. And you find that one of the cells has someone in it. And so Aldo just... Curiosity got the better of him. He needed to say hello. And you talk to this woman. Her name is uh, Diani Katiri, I believe. You know, Syriani woman, a former academic, as she tells you, uh, when she starts ranting about something. About having uh, taken a turn in her studies. 
to see beyond, to see beyond the stars, beyond the tapestry. Um, and you see this uh, a lot in these uh, in cultists. Um, you know, they, they want to contact the other so that I, they can be their herald when they come to Earth. She says that she sort of stumbled into it uh, and thought like a fool that when they came, she would be exalted as their herald. And she realized somewhere along the way, no, they will destroy everything. And so she doesn't want to be rescued, as Aldo mentioned. She wants to die here because it would be better to die here than to be back on Galarian. This is what she's saying for when they come. And then she starts speaking in tongues. And uh, that's where we ended the episode. So let's go back to the map. Let's get some first impressions because I knew uh, you guys look a little shook uh, after the end of last step. Well, someone should tell her that if you die here, you wake up in Galarian. Or don't. Maybe we shouldn't tell her that. I don't know if she... I don't know how the rules work. Like, I don't know if you can become... Like a permanent a, resident, a, a permanent resident. Yeah, if you can get citizenship in the dreamlands, and if you die here, then you just die. I don't know if you have to have this split kind of existence or or not. I feel like it's rare that we do have a a split. I feel like it's rare that we get to wake back up. Yeah, like I mean, the you know, I think a lot of the denizens here they only exist in the dreamlands. So I think we might be a special class of person that does have a split reality. Yeah, remember all those dreamers in the woods? Like they they were trying so for so long to get to the dreamlands, like they couldn't get here. Most of the, I think most of the people here just live here. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark but magic. She, but she lived in Assyrian. So mm-hmm. would she? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a good question. Do we do we have any sort of idea about that, Troy? If that is, can you like forego your kind of earthly, your material, your existence? material self, and just you something that can happen? You haven't heard that, um, but there's no reason, having spent as much time as you've spent now uh, across the Dreamlands, to think that that wouldn't be possible. You see these vice dens, like where you spoke spoke to that night hag. Um, uh, when you were trying to like figure out who the assassin was, and then you ended up having to assassinate her, um, like there there was a whole society there. What's to say that people don't come and like, oh, this is the place for me. I'm just going to stay here now. I'm going to stay asleep forever. Hmm. Hmm. It's so it's, interesting you know, too because like Cthulhu is supposed to be he's supposed to be sleeping himself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, isn't there a thing? It's just like one of the. This is where all the, this all of reality is like the dream of like one of the elder gods. Mm-hmm. And if he ever wakes, like it'll be shattered. Isn't that something? Is yeah, that a crafty thing. Sounds familiar. It's yeah. it's definitely something, or it surely could be an interpretation of it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, well, Aldo, you're you're talking to her. Do you want to talk to her more, or should we just? Yeah, I, she she's like gibbering. And it's, uh, it, sorry, it's Azathoth. I, I knew Azathoth. it was, I was like really okay. close to my mind. It's Azathoth. Okay. It's right. a, all of reality is, is believed to be Azathoth's dream. And we have to, to make sure that he stays asleep. Yeah, that's right. Um, Blind idiot God. Right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, she's gibbering and Aldo's just going to say, look, I just came up here to make a silly joke, but. You're clearly not in the mood, so I'm just going to, and I'm just kind of sidle away, 
and try to rejoin the invisibility sphere while it lasts. Okay. Um, as you're sailing away, you hear a voice coming from the north section of these cells, uh, the section you haven't explored. It's like, quiet! Quiet! They'll come back! Shut your mouth! Mm. Do we recognize the voice? No. Sounds like a woman. Um, but don't recognize the voice. Okay, uh, let's go up. Let's move. Ethel? Yeah? Can you move us all again? Go. Move us. We're not, we're, we need to adjust our shape. Okay. There we go. There we go. Everybody's within 10 feet. Uh, all right, so we'll move up toward the, yeah, the north there, Troy. Okay. Um, once you get to the top corner there, um, you'll be able to see down if you want to slide up there. And uh, you see another row of cells oh. with one woman. That one's got a pawn. Mm. Yep. What is Meta. that thing? What's that? So where do what did we hear about the piper, the upstart piper above the cells? Is that what we uh, was the line? Yeah, back in Boulder, which was a couple weeks ago now. Isn't that crazy? Uh, you heard. Uh, has that upstart piper? Where the fuck is it? Uh, has that upstart piper above the cell blocks attacked yet? Mm. So you, perhaps Yathkef thought he was talking to one of the guards. Uh, is the upstart piper Arknar? Arknar? Is that just like another assume. name for Arknar? Yeah, that's what Sounds you like. It. It's kind of yeah. what you get unless one of his right. minions is a piper. Where are the stairs, <laughs> Troy? Uh, the stairs are right. Um, I should reveal more here. Right to the right of Suki. Um, to the right of oh, Suki. Uh, oh, there uh, we go. <clears throat> ah, the okay. stairs right there here. There we go. I just saw them. All right, we're gonna go up the stairs. Yeah, we're ignoring this woman in a cell. Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> Suki. It was unnecessary. Quiet. Quiet. Suki, uh, all right, we'll you head upstairs. So uh, Ethel in the lead. Pepsi at his side. Trusty Pepsi. Is Pepsi. Like, <laughs> Pepsi is like with me. I, I like Ethel's like like shaking out his arms for battle and he like he's got his Warhammer in one hand and the scimitar in the other and he looks to his side as if he was going to be his companion. And it's a snake that once tried to ride an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> and did successfully. Did successfully. Anything's possible. About a 45 a pound snake that rode an arrow fired from a short bow. It's a dream. It was all a dream. A horrible, horrible dream. All right, so you guys are just going to deal with her later and go upstairs and try yeah. and preserve some of this yeah. invisibility sphere. Preserve some of our dignity. <laughs> Perhaps some of that as well. Uh, all right. Um, all right, are we going to take it to the other? John! John? Take it to the John. Let's uh, John. let's go to a new map. Take it to the bridge. New John. Ooh. Oh no! There are doubles of us. There's our other selves. Oh no! Are in the western <laughs> bridge. <laughs> See, there is another flesh warp dun, witch here. <laughs> what I tell you. Um. All right. So you are there. Let's reveal the room, and then we'll talk about it. The room and its kisses. Then we talk. A denizen. <laughs> oh, oh my! Whoa! Goodness. Somebody needs oh. a jump. Oh, oh no! 
Wow. Oh, no. This, is, first. this looks so bad. Oh, boy. Thank this God is one we're of the invisible. worst things I've ever seen. I was not expecting this. I will no. say that. I don't um, know what I was expecting, but it was. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, if you're listening at home, what they are reacting to are the uh, more than half a dozen torture devices filling this uh, large chamber. There are racks uh, and Iron Maidens, spiked chairs and vices. Most of the implements are stained with fresh blood and immediately as you reach the uh, the landing, there's a coppery tang filling the air. <sighs> you see um, double doors standing in an alcove near the staircase as well as in the south and west walls. Um, and speaking of the west wall, the whole wall is dominated by a large apparatus that has like conical brass horns, uh, fluted pipes that are piercing into the ceiling, and oily tubes snaking from the apparatus to every single one of the torture devices. And coming from that machine is this odd, low wailing hum that sounds like uh, like a faraway scream that's just constant. It's like. And on the far side of the room, standing beside this apparatus, is a dark-skinned woman with shortish red hair uh, tinkering at the apparatus on the wall. Um, And she looks like this. What? Okay, she looks human. Yeah, Yeah, she looks human. She's holding a huge pipe wrench. She also looks comparatively young. Yeah, she looks young. She looks looks evil. She looks unarmed, unarmored. She's Uh, also got a side wrench hanging off her bag there, so she might be a little more dangerous than we thought. Right? (laughs) She might be. She looks like she could be just the maintenance crew or something. Yeah, I don't know if this is Arknar. Right? Maybe it is. That would actually be freaky if it was. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be pretty disturbing. Or if it was a uh, an illusion, right? Glamour. It was a glamour. A glamour. <clears throat> Joe, you taught us, you when you were researching Atticus, you taught us it's the difference between glamours and what's the other? Uh, yeah, figment, glamour, and phantasm. So uh, glamour is when it you change the look of something that is there. Something that is there is perceived as something else. A figment is something that's not there at all that is perceived to be there. It's just not there. And then a uh, phantasm is something that is only in your mind, like Ooh. only you see. Um, it is projected directly into your mind. So, yeah, it could be a glamour. Could be a figment could be a figment could be a real person that is innocent but at the end of the day i think the safest bet is to start throwing bombs and casting yeah. spells as soon yeah. as before absolutely we are made troy would we uh, know if this apparatus has anything to do with powering the stone wall this is not that switch that we saw no no um i can tell you uh from since you've looked at a uh, model of this that uh, that apparatus is in a room to the south of this room to the southeast. Did we see this setup in that mini map that we looked at? Uh, it wasn't covered in blood, uh, and no, uh, the apparatus and the the torture tables were not on the the model. So this must be part of Arknar's remodeling. 
and the blood is fresh. Now, um, just keep in mind, you know, you are invisible. Um, and as you were moving through, uh, a couple of you made sounds that alerted uh, Diani. She couldn't see you, but she heard you. Um, so this isn't a stealthy bunch. You could get made here. Just figure out what you want to do, but just remember you're not, like, perfect, perfectly hidden. Can we see, like, if she's what she's doing from this far away? Yeah, she's got this double wrench, and she's kind of, like, um, like, twisting things and then listening and then, like, uh, looking at the wiring, and, and she just kind of looks like she's trying to fix or fiddle with the uh, apparatus on the wall, and she turns around, and she looks at the tables, maybe walks over to a table, uh, inspects it, inspects the wiring that's hooked up to it, walks, follows that pipe along the wall, and then tightens the, the hose that's attached to the uh, apparatus, and then listens again. Does it look like she's fixing it? Or... That's the sense you get, yeah. Can I do a seek action uh, if she comes closer to one of the tables just to uh, to see um, if there is anything fishy uh, in terms of illusions or anything like that or if she looks, you know, just like what she looks like, a human? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'll just do a seek action uh, yeah, 30. She's bouncing around. Um, seek action 30, no. She just looks like a young woman um okay slight framed um but she's hefting that wrench around like nobody's business working right. it she looks like she works with her hands should we, we should. Ethel, ethel leans over to leans back to who's behind me um leans over to aldo uh, should i kill her uh perhaps let's keep that option in our back pocket for now and Aldo is going to step forward out of the sphere and say, Hello! Where are you from, originally? <laughs> she jumps <laughs> when you come out of nowhere. She's like, oh, 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 I'm sorry, you, um, you startled me. I, I, uh, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't, wasn't expecting anyone. Uh, what, what, what did you say? I just uh, asked where you were from. And, uh, you know, what's your name, you know, in that, in that vein? Ah, my name is, um, Orsifelius. I, I'm, I'm from here. Well, not, uh, originally. I, um, I took a job here. Uh, I guess you could say I'm the, the, the maintenance uh, person here. It's, um, it's a, a difficult place to work uh, these days. A terrible, uh, thing that's befallen, uh, the prison. I, I do hope the, the two sides can work it out. Are you, are you with? Uh, are you with one of the the sides? I, I'm sorry. What, what was your What is your name? Uh, well, my name's Aldo Casimir. Uh, I'm suppose I'm not altogether on anybody's side, as nobody is altogether on my side. <laughs> so we're just sort of feeling our way out here. Uh, my friends and I. Uh, they're, they're in the other room. Oh, this, your friends. Uh, how many? How many are you? Oh, fifty, sixty. It's hard to keep track, you know, when there's so many of us and being so powerful as we are. Um, and what did you say you, you, you were here for? Are you... Uh, just here for a chat, nice, friendly chat. He's, like, looking at the, these tables and the cables, like, leading to them. The blood spattered on the floor. It's like, so, uh, if, I, if I could turn it around, um, what, what sort of... What do you do in here? Like, what is this uh, setup? What is this meant to achieve? Oh, this here, this is a... Um 
uh, a torture chamber. Um, ah. Yes, we've we've expanded it recently upon uh, Arknar's request. Um, he's he's the, the warden here on at least on this side it's it's complicated i won't uh, bore you with the details but um you see the, the prisoners uh, are brought up here and and put through unfathomable uh, physical and 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 mental strain and 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 we do that in order to learn more about um, why the why they are the way they are you know how, how they became bad in the first place i see um, i see yes. no looks, i understand go please no well i mean it, it looks very effective i mean Judging from the uh, evidence around me, the pools of bodily fluids and the spiky-looking bits on these tables and the ominous cables and everything looks... Uh, I, I'd, I'd be uh, quite scared if I came in here. I mean, learn a lot from me. <laughs> Not yes. that I'm inviting you to try. I mean, no. I don't want you to try it. No, it's, it's it's just for the prisoners. And, and I understand torture can be a bit of a div- divisive subject, but it is fascinating, isn't it? Um, it is, for sure. And so you work here, you don't like, it doesn't sound like you're that enthusiastic about working here, though. I mean, am I picking up on something? Um, no, no, I, I, I do take I do take pride in my work. And in fact, this is um, my, my latest creation here um, that I'm working on. Um, and I bet you haven't seen anything like it from uh, wherever you're from. Um, you see, it's a device. <laughs> you might be surprised. <laughs> well, you tell me, because I, 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 I'd certainly like to know more. This just came to me as we were experimenting. See, this device, it uh, captures uh, the cries and screams of those that are tortured to death in this room. Um, it, then, it then recycles them into an endless cacophony of, of death screams. In fact, if you're just quiet, if you listen closely, you can still hear the, uh, the young man from the other day. Is, uh, in fact, he, he looked almost like you in a way. His name was uh, Alaric. Yes. <gasps> and he tries to, like, uh, not reveal any emotion on his face hearing that now familiar name. <sighs> um, Suki clenches. Suki, like, instinctively reaches for an arrow and clenches her bow and draws it in the invisibility sphere and is just holding it at this woman. Yeah, and Aldo, he probably knows that Suki might be reacting this way, so he's preparing himself uh, for a missile to fly past him into this woman. <laughs> uh, it's like, she, yeah, good. Uh, well, I mean, apart from sort of ripping off the plot of Monsters, Monsters Inc., uh, there's uh, seems like you've committed any number of crimes against uh, sentience here. Uh, sort of like shuffling... Uh, uh, along here, along this row of, of, of machines, getting a little closer. And she says, no, no, there, there were no crimes committed. No, not not at all. In fact, this was, um, this was a gift to learn more about this young man in particular. You see, he was very sick in, uh, in the other world. So um, he chose to heal himself in ours. And oh, he, he chose. He chose to come here. He oh, submitted yes. himself willingly to this yes. uh, treatment Suki well, steps out of the circle she she cannot take this bow drawn and she says he would never do that and she looks at you and doesn't flinch and she says oh, but he did no you're he, lying he came here not to this prison but to the dimension of dreams to try and heal himself from the sickness that he faced 
in your world. But he was an innocent, and this world is not for the innocent. He was corrupted, and he made mistakes, and he was punished for those mistakes, and brought here. I'm sure Yathkep would try to rehabilitate him. But there's so much more to learn from pain. And as she says that, Suki and Ethel roll a perception check. Natural three. Oh, I also got a natural three. <laughs> oh, three twenty. Jeez. Uh, Nineteen. Guys. Hero. Guys. Hero point. <laughs> a nineteen. It's not bad. Okay. Nineteen's good. It's not great because neither of you notice the beds reaching out to grab oh, at you. No. Oh my god. Roll for it's initiative. Death bed, but then it eats. <laughs> what? Wait, there's people bed there's the people bed. on the beds? No, the beds themselves are reaching out to grab you. Oh cool, cool, cool. Did you mean, mean for, Aldo and Suki? Aldo and Suki, yeah. No, right, not for the roll. Uh, Suki, Aldo uh, I need to step out of the jam. Yeah. Um okay. a- Ethel and Suki rolled a perception check. Um not Aldo. Aldo's perception isn't high enough. Oh, okay. But so I mean, that, but it's not reaching out for Ethel. It's reaching out for Aldo. It's reaching out for Aldo and Suki, yeah. Got it. Okay. Um, you guys roll a perception check, and we'll take a quick... Uh, not a perception check. Well, yes, roll a perception check initiative, <laughs> uh, and we'll take a quick break. All right, let's talk initiative. Uh, Aldo. Aldo got a gentleman's 30. Gentleman's 30. Oh, Aldo! Okay, uh, Atticus. Atticus got a richer gentleman's 31. Oh. Uh, also, I want to thank Tyler from the Boulder Show. Gave me this. Look at this gorgeous Ooh. crystalline D20. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it's very pretty. Thank you, Tyler. That, that rolled uh, my initiative. It's awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Eris. 26. 26. Ethel. Do you want me to roll again, or should I be using my previous perception as my initiative? Um, no, that perception is for something else. That's right. to notice these beds moving. Okay, that's, like, Watch out! This is higher than natural three, so it is. It ends up being a 33. Oh, Larry, what's your Uh, Suki? Uh, a 32. 32 for Suki. Uh, okay, wow, we've got some good rolls here. Yeah, for real. <laughs> We're bringing it. All right, let's resolve uh, this bed situation first. So, uh, basically, the implements that are on the beds reach out to strike uh, Aldo, and another bed reaches out to strike Suki. So let's resolve these first. With my new dice, uh, this one will be against Suki. Uh, Suki, that is going to be uh, a 29. Yeah, that hits me. Okay. A couple things are going to happen. Uh, first thing that's going to happen is that you are going to take some damage to the tune of... Uh, not bad. 18 points of piercing damage. And then the implement grabs you. And it grabs you and starts, like, squeezing you. Kind of like the straps are squeezing you and pulling you towards the table. Uh, so you are, in fact, grabbed. Um, give yourself a grab, John. And then the same thing will happen to Skid. Uh, it reaches out. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Ooh. That might be... Well, I don't know. That might be... It's close to a critical. Uh, 41 to hit. <laughs> yeah, that's critical. <laughs> right. It's not a named bed, uh, thankfully. However... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that's going to be... Uh, 36 points of damage because oh, it's a critical. Oh God. Uh, and you two are just grabbed uh, by this implement. And so both you and Suki are restrained uh, and grabbed by this uh, bed. And then we go into round one and it is Ethel's turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ethel is going to just make a beeline for... Oof, I'm probably going to incur tax opportunities from these beds, but you know what? Let's. So I'll go the long way. I'm going to go down. Uh, Take the long way home. Okay, so uh, I'm going to get. I think I have to use all three, all three of my actions to move up. Into, Isn't it fun that you can do that though? What use all three of my actions? Yeah, yeah it is pretty fun. Yeah, so I'm going to stride for three actions and just rush around the southern edge of the room, hugging the wall. Gotcha. Nice. And to get, and I'll, uh, I'll waste the movement, but hopefully avoid incurring um, to get up right in her grill. And he's oh, going to say, "You, st- you stop that right now! Stop it! <laughs> 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 no, no more! <laughs> you, you cut that out! That's just uh, about enough of that." <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ethel triple moves, uh, very cool to get right up in the grill of this woman, Suki. You are grabbed. Here are your options. You can try to do shit while grabbed, uh, but you take the penalties from the grab condition. Uh, you can also attempt to escape. Um, you can attempt to escape multiple times, uh, but each time uh, is an action. Um, yeah, and if I attempt to shoot, my penalty is that I have to first roll a DC5 flat check, right? And if I fail that check, then I lose my action. Um, is that what restrained is? Yeah, immobilized. Um it's just you're just grabbed, right? Yeah, grabbed is. Uh, oh, 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 immobilize! It gives you the immobilized condition. Yeah, so it basically says if you attempt to manipulate action while grabbed, you must succeed a DC five flat check, or it's lost. So I assume if I try to shoot my bow and arrow, I do the DC flat check, right? Uh, no, it does not have the manipulate action, um, oh. or the manipulate trait striking. So I actually don't take any negatives to shoot my bow and arrow right now. I'm just flat-footed, so my AC is affected. Yeah, you're just flat... Uh, yeah, I guess you're just flat-footed. It affects and your you AC. Can't, and you can't move. You can't move, and this thing is squeezing you, so you don't know what other type of damage it may do, but uh, yeah, you are free to attack. You know what? I will... You also don't know if you have the, like, strength to escape, too. It feels pretty tight, so that's that's the risk. Yeah. You know what? I'm just gonna... She was ready to shoot the bow and arrow, and I think she lets it loose anyway, so I'm gonna try to shoot her with my new composite longbow, my striking, uh, and I have the arrows, which are... Uh, Pierce, uh, penetrating. Penetrating, thank you. Penetrating arrows. All right, here we okay. go. Penetrate her! <laughs> with your arrows. That's... Kate. <laughs> that's a 27 to hit. 27 to hit. Um... You see her just like deftly move to the side. And it hits off her uh, oh device. Oh my god. Shit. She's wearing like no armor. Um, alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna attempt to um, break out of the grapple then. 
Okay, that's going to be the escape action. Um, you uh, athletics. Uh, all right, so you're doing a uh, acrobatics or athletics check or your attack modifier, whatever's highest. Okay, they're actually all the same. Um, so that's oh, plus two. Uh, Twenty nine. No shit. Okay, yeah. you es- you escape. Oh, Yay! nice. Okay, so then with my final action, uh, I am going to oops, uh, move away from those tables. <laughs> and now I am at the back of the room looking basically directly in a straight line towards uh, this woman who I want to kill so badly. So, so badly. Okay, all right, so you step all the way to the back. Very cool. Uh, okay, it is Atticus's turn. Uh, Atticus is going to stressfully move up to the top of the steps and to the wall. At this point, um, the like uh, invisibility sphere kind of fades away, and he moves up to that wall. He's going to go <sighs> stressfully reach into uh, his belt pouch and draw out a wand, and then he is going to take cover against the wall. He's going to go back up against the wall to stay out of line of sight or, you know, anyway, increases AC from right. anything trying to attack him uh, from the other side of that wall. Okay, so slides up to the wall and takes cover uh, just in case there is uh, any Just action. in case these tables can strike out 10 feet, I'm not right. sure. Okay, uh, boobity boobity boo. Then it moves to her turn. Um... Just adjust a couple things here. All right, so uh, let me just look something up while you guys talk amongst yourselves. Um, what you guys what was about? I going to say? Don't shoot penetrating ammunition anymore. Unless, Why? Do you know what it does? No. It, it shoots in a 60-foot line and hits every target in the line. It is a level 12 item. Oh. I'm going to go collect that yeah. arrow. I think you just wasted it. No, wasted I'm going to go it. collect it. It didn't hit anything. I'm just going to go grab it. Each <laughs> arrow is 400 gold pieces. <laughs> I mean, Suki doesn't well, you, can't, know that. Hey, you know what? Honestly, and in this case, it really, makes, it really is true. You can't take it with you. Can't take it with you. Uh. But yeah, if you can line up a couple creatures, it hits everyone in a 60-foot line. So watch out for your allies, too. So dope and good to know, because, yeah, I would have accidentally probably hit people. Thank you, Joe. You got it. Can I collect that that arrow? Absolutely not. We'll roll a D100. uh, If you roll a 1 or a 2, I'll think about it. Um, The woman, as you're standing there, (laughs) Ethel, uh, she turns towards you. And you see her nose start to change, kind of like elongate. No, and as she yeah. does, her like ears come out as well, and her back like starts shedding gigantic wings as she grows in size. And she is no longer a uh, little red-haired uh, maintenance person. She is a fucking dragon of some oh. sort. What? That looks oh, like it this. was a glamour. <laughs> uh, it was. Called it, Joe. Amazing! Uh, like no she figment. physically changes shape. It's no illusion. It's like a polymorph <laughs> turns into this. Oh, I see. I see. Cool. Um, yeah, and so she is now uh, this, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ethel. That's gotta be scary. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel's not scared. Let's get at nothing. Before. 
He's died before. All right, so that was <laughs> one. Been dead before. <laughs> what is that from? Star Trek from Six. Star Trek Six, the undiscovered country. It's probably my favorite line of, in all of Star Trek. It's a good one. It's fucking great. All right, and then uh, with their, her final two actions, she's going to do something called Draconic Frenzy. Uh, Sounds pleasant. The, uh, oh, man. I can make two claw strikes and one wing strike in any order. Um, so I get three attacks for the price of two, um, but I can like mix and match how I do these. So my claw is agile, my wing isn't, but they all have different reach and whatnot, so it's pretty cool. Uh, so I'm going to go claw-claw-wing. Uh, uh, so first claw, claw, claw. wing What'd you say? I said, claw, claw, wing. Oh, I said, go, wait. <laughs> uh, all right, the first one is a 35 to hit. Yep. <laughs> no, no, wait. Please don't attack me. <laughs> no, no, wait. I didn't mean it. Uh, 25 <laughs> points of slashing damage. Oh. <laughs> it's over, dude. It's over. <laughs> and then the second claw with the map is uh, 29 to hit. That also hits. That also hits? I'm actually surprised. Oh, no. Oh, okay, uh, 23 points of damage. Uh, okay. And then finally the wing. Uh, very low chance. Shroom comes down with the wing. Uh, oh, good roll. 28 to hit? That is my AC, exactly. Oh, oh gross. No. All right, not bad. Another 15 points of damage. Oh, so she just, draconic frenzy, just <laughs> right that on top. That took me easily below half my AC. <laughs> <Yeah>. Man. <laughs> These things hit. Uh... It is Aldo's turn. Aldo, you are still restrained, but you saw Suki uh, get out with ease. All right. Uh, I am going... Can I do an arcana check to try to identify this dragon? Hell yeah. All right. I'm going to use my new Norse Foundry. Norse Foundry, split the dice. Beautiful. Beautiful dice. Uh, That is a 29 arcana. This is an umbral dragon. The shadow, dragon of the shadow realms, dragon of the shadow plane, shadow and fire. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, these are uh, these are uh, dragons that uh, originate in the depths of the shadow plane. Um, they're nasty. They are nasty, but like any dragon, there's all different kinds. There's young, mature, ancient. Um, with the twenty-nine, I want to give you a little bit. Uh, <laughs> It's a dragon. They have a breath weapon. Okay. Do they have any resistances or vulnerabilities that I would be aware of? Um, let's see here. Something that would actually be helpful to you. No, no weaknesses. They are immune to uh, negative damage. Uh, they're immune to being paralyzed. They're immune to uh, sleep. Okay. Uh, with this in mind, Aldo pulls from his trusty bandolier a swirling vial and he tosses a bomb uh god damn it <laughs> oh, you son of a I hate our virtual thing um alright he's going to throw a blight bomb oh it's actually no he's gonna throw um the uh, bottle of lightning. He's going to throw a bottle of bottled lightning at the creature. Uh, that is a that is a twenty nine. It's a miss. Oh, 
Alright. Uh, <laughs> Alright, they take four splash damage. Okay. Alright, All right. I'm not going to be in a lot of use in this fight then. No, none of us are. It's, it's, um, it's like right, so, three levels higher than us, maybe? Uh, I guess I'm going to try to extricate myself. It's an athletics check? Uh, yeah, well, athletics, acrobatics, or your attack bonus, whatever you prefer. Since so you rolled rocks, right? You rolled high. Didn't you? Yeah, I'm not. Oh boy. Um, I'm just gonna throw. Uh... No, I... shit. <laughs> um, man, I, I don't know. Uh, all right, I'll just I'll try to extract myself, even though I won't. I will. I don't. Okay. All right. Um. One thing I forgot to do, which we'll do now, uh, everybody uh, roll a will save. Mm-mm, not fair. After she changed. Great. 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 Everything's <laughs> <laughs> great. Oh, no. 27? 27 for Skid. Okay. 27 I'm sorry, what was also. it? Will save. 27 Everyone? for Everyone? Huh? <sighs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not doing this. This is <laughs> for Aldo. Twenty-seven for Eris. Would you get Atticus? God damn it! <laughs> uh, I got a twenty. Twenty-five. Twenty-five for Atticus Suki. I rolled well. I got a thirty. Thirty for uh. Suki and uh, Error, uh, Error Ethel. Error. 20. Dirty 20. Dirty oh. 5. 20. Uh, what'd you say you got, Suki? Uh, 30. 30, okay. Uh, Aldo, Eris, and Suki all succeeded. You are frightened one. Uh, Ethel and Atticus failed. Did not critically fail. You are frightened two. Ooh. Um, from okay. its frightful presence. Um, the good news is you're all... Scary. Uh, yeah, well, I won't tell you the good news because uh, it's not that great. But remember, Frightened goes down at the end uh, every round. Um, so... Oh, man. Frightful presence. A little frightful presence. Um, okay, now <laughs> we will finish out the round with Eris, Eris, you've watched uh, your your buddies go after this thing, and they don't seem to be doing damage. Now you know that Ethel bravely uh, just ran right in, has not taken a strike yet. You hope that Ethel can lay down some metal, but in the meantime, uh, your buddies are struggling, and Aldo is still trapped. Um, all right, here's what I would like to do. I want to use two actions to move, so I can move 50 feet, hopefully up to... Like this area. Well, not okay. hopefully. I know I can move up to that area, but so I was to the hoping south again, like hugging the wall. Yeah, and I was hoping to like position myself to where like whatever this thing is right here, jutting from the wall, whatever torture devices, <laughs> like yeah. somehow have like cover from it. Um, so I make it all the way up there, and I wanted to get within thirty feet of this creature so that I could cast Needle of Vengeance on it. Um, mm. And as I cast, I reach out my chicken hand. Here we go. Reach out my chicken hand, and I'm like, "Do you leave <laughs> Ethel alone?" So uh, n- anytime, well, not actually, roll, roll a will save to see if what happens. Okay, I'll allow it. Um, 
Let's look at something here. Enchantment Hex Mental Witch. Uh, okay. Uh, we'll save. My Umbral Dragon! It's gonna be a Gentleman's 37. I mean, it's just so comical. It's just... Well... Dragon right. fights should feel like dragon fights. Yeah. This, this one definitely does, and will, since we'll be doing it for the next four weeks. That's true. Oh, that's so, yeah, that is 100% says, true. Buckle just, in, viewers. Buckle in, viewers. It just says basic will save. It doesn't have listed on it, like, if it's a critical or whatever. I'm just assuming if you get the will save, If it's a critical, happens. no, if it's basic, that means... Uh, no effect. No effect if yeah. I crit. Which it sounds like a different. And that's cool. a crit. So I get the feeling. Oh yeah. So I get the feeling that that didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Damn. But you have a little bit of cover um, near that tiny spiked chair. Cool. Wow. That was really demeaning. A little mean. Yeah. It was. It was. It was condescending. Is, it was, is what it was. <laughs> didn't didn't care for that. Uh, all right, top of round two. The first thing that happens is uh, the table next to Ethel goes to strike out at him. <laughs> I mean, so it's the shadow dragon. And ten tables is what we have to fight. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you're telling. Eight tables. That's what you're telling me. Uh, I'm assuming a uh, 36 hits. It's not a crit. <laughs> oh my god! Almost. Yeah, it is a crit because of my lowered AC. No. Yeah, because I'm frightened too. Oh sh. Oh no. Matthew. Oh no. Wait. Okay. That's almost maximum damage, which will now be doubled. Um, what do you mean? Oh, you already rolled it. Yeah. Hey. Uh, 60 points of damage. Okay. Oh, my God. Are you up? Just barely. Oh, my God. And you are uh, restrained uh, by this thing uh, as well. (laughs) Just uh, apropos of nothing, what are the massive damage rules in 2E again? Is it if you suffer two times your maximum hit points, you're just on, you're just dead? Is that what it is? Uh, Is there there a rule? There is there is a max there is massive a damage. Massive you die damage instantly rule. if you ever take damage equal to or greater yeah. than double your maximum hit points in one blow. Good in call, Skid. I didn't realize okay. that in one blow. Not yeah. likely to happen. Yeah, t- tonight, but yeah. So Atticus, you said earlier you have seventy-eight hit points. Yeah, if you ever took a hundred and fifty-six uh, damage mm-hmm. in one blow, regard you don't go to a dying tree. You're dead. <laughs> It's mostly from falling. I think it's like the biggest danger is like really high falls. But yeah. High falls and low levels, you know, yeah. because falling maxes out at a certain point. But yeah. Okay, so this is this is this is quite bad. Um, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Ethel was probably the only person that could hit this thing. But you know, in my experience, like dragons are—they're never easy. They should feel—they're—they're they're horrible, and that's the way they should feel. Um, but this is real, real tricky. Uh, it is Ethel's turn. Okay, uh, I because of the restraint condition, I can't take attack action, any actions with the attack property. So I'm going to attempt to to escape. Was it athletics? Wait, then how did Suki get hers off? She escaped. No, she, she didn't. She what are you talking about? First. Grabbed? I fired first. Yeah. What You're are you looking about? at grabbed? I'm looking at restrained. 
You said I was restrained. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's the grabbed condition, not oh, restrained. Oh, it's the grabbed condition. Yeah, I was using the word restrained, and I shouldn't, because that's an actual condition. It's a, it's yeah. Yeah, restrained is, is incredibly bad news bears. Yeah, you're, you're mobilized, you can't move, you can't take anything except, you can't do anything except try to escape. I should have said you're hugged. You're hugged hard. <laughs> hugged hard is not a condition. Hard hug. Oh, the table's friendly. Right. <laughs> Get over here, you son of a gun. <laughs> the table right. gives you a 60-point noogie. I'm going to record your screams. <laughs> Come on. Record your screams. Ethel is very close to death. Very close to death. Yeah. We'll have to call you Deathel. They might, they, you could call me Deathel in a little bit. Um, can I can I just explain something? We're in the dreamlands, right? You die, you don't really die, or do you? After talking to Looney Tune McGee downstairs and hearing that Alaric, uh, Suki's uh, whatever, it's something going on here. You die here? Oh, sure. Maybe you could. Maybe you come back. How the hell do you get back to the moon? Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is what I've been thinking. This is very meta, and it's a very uh, terrible thing to say, and I shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it. Because I don't give a shit. Because I would say it if we were playing at home. Which is, it doesn't make any sense. Like, the situation that we're in, uh, something is going to have to happen outside of anything that any, the way it's happened before. Because if we TPK in here and we wake up, the story cannot advance. So, like, they have to have something else planned. Yeah, for there us. has to be some other yeah. if, uh, contingency in place. And we're like, Okay, walk down the staircase back into the moon prison. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, maybe that is it, and that's not that out of outlandish. But um, I feel like something else is going to happen if we die here. That's my sort of meta guess. Yeah, because it seems like this seems at least a strong possibility at this point. So exactly, and it just fe- this doesn't feel like try- trying to get an artifact, right? Like we yeah. need yeah, the we- only entity that knows where to go next. So, yeah. yeah. There's also no other. There's, it appears to be there's no other exit or entrance into this room, from what I'm looking at, right? Like, well, uh, we can't tell from this map in Troy's Fog of War. It is impossible to no, discern a door <laughs> from Fog wall. of War. Troy uh, said there's doors. There's double doors. There are doors. doors. I will pick oh, is them. Is this a door? This isn't. That is a door. Yeah, the doors are uh, not super clear, and I believe this is a door here. Oh, uh, I'd really? Ha- I'd Behind Suki? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'll, I'll look while, while Matthew's uh, thinking. I, I know, I know, I know the I, one down here in the alcove is. Um, in fact, I think this is one here as well. Uh, up, uh, I'm not oh, sure. Wow. I'll, I'll tell it's you. It's a little like narrower than. I have to go right. back to like the original maps because I can't tell. From... I don't need to think. I know what I'm doing. Just, I'm, I'm buying myself time. First action. <laughs> okay. Healing gloves. <laughs> oh. Okay. Activate the healing gloves. Um, uh, what does that require map? a manipulate action? That's look. Are you just wearing them and you just activate them? It doesn't require manipulate. An interact action. Okay. It doesn't say enter. You have to roll a flat check for interact. It just says manipulate. So. Manipulate. Manipulate is like fumbling for your keys. Yeah. Uh, I rolled a na- I rolled a, on 2d6. I rolled a 6 and a 1. Ah. Um, however, that is something. Okay. Uh, second Heal- Healer's gloves, it's called. Healer's gloves, yeah. Those are my white gloves that I wear. That's um, fine. Second action, I'm going to break free. Athletics check? Uh, yes, if that's better than your acrobatics or your bab. Uh, it is better than my acrobatics. Is that, does that have the attack trait? Does that suffer from the map penalty? Matthew, you can try to attack again. 
I mean, you can try to break no, free. I don't, no, I don't need to do it again. I rolled a natural 20, but I was debating whether or not to attack with the scimitar or escape first. Uh, oh. No, it. you can't say oh. stuff like that. You <laughs> could have vorpled it. Oh, okay. my, oh my god. god. This is the well, second I, time. I assume I break free with a natural 20. <laughs> you do. You do. Do it again! With Do it great. again! <laughs> wow. Oh, man. God, that would have been so cool. <laughs> oh, no, Matthew. That is I'm so sorry. painful. Why it's would you painful say looking that? at your face. Your oh. face looks like it's in so much physical I was like, I, In my brain, I was like, I could just attack first and then escape. What's the difference? It's Ugh. like fighting a Dark Souls boss 90 times and getting it down to one hit away and then just like <laughs> shitting your pants and losing. <laughs> okay. Uh, that shit, the, the calculus is just like, it's just so crushing. I, <laughs> the calculus is changing for me just for, just, just because I feel so terrible. All right. But you know what? I got to do it. I got to, I got to stick to my original plan. My original plan was to take one swing with the scimitar for my third action while the rest of you try to get me out of this. Um, and I'm going to hope for that natural 20. Well, good luck. I mean, did, so... Uh, I'm not following. You have escaped. I've escaped. I've used two actions. Uh, right. So, so why, don't you, why don't you get out of there? Uh, because it's going it's it's to have an attack of opportunity, and it's going to hit me, and then what's the point? Whereas if I can get this natural 20 and I have a hero point, I could feasibly kill this thing. Yeah. Okay. Of course, the thing has to fail a, a fortitude save, which is unlikely. But let's let's just let's just not let's not go there right now. Uh, the, so, to be clear here, your plan is to attack it, and maybe if you don't even hit uh, to a, to hear a point again, just to see if you get that natural twenty. Yes. Okay. Uh, and an update on the doors. I was correct. There are three doors here uh, to the north, uh, in the alcove, and then behind Suki. <laughs> This is driving me insane right now. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm rolling my uh, my brand new Norse Foundry. Look at that. Cat's eye. Purple cat's eye. Changes in the light. Oh. I'm using my hero point. <laughs> so is it 9019? I mean, it's so funny to use the hero point going for a natural 20. Uh, and if so, yeah. you get this. I mean, how epic would it be if I get this? You are such a goddamn hero! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what happens? Natural 14. Oh. Uh, all right. So I'm hoping that still hits. It's a 31 to hit. 31 to hit with a natural 14 is a hit. Uh. Okay. Okay, at least. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, 11 points of damage. Okay. <laughs> and 11. that is Ethel's turn. I All right. Wait. One more thing happens. I'm a little less frightened. That's <laughs> oh. a, little, a little less frightened. Uh, all right. Amazing. Uh, now it is Suki's turn. Okay. Oh, wait. Can I talk to the... I, sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. Talk to it. I was like, uh, what's the guy's name who we're looking for? Now, all I can think of now is... Ar- Arknar. Arknar, uh, yellow king. Any chance of you, Arknar? I said, no. It's like dragon voice. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> she said um, her name was Orsifelius. That might I be her name. I didn't believe her. Suki, Suki's wondering from Skid's what Skid were, what uh, Aldo yelled out about it. Is this target a, a fiend? Would they be considered a fiend? 
You don't think so. And, and uh, your you're schedule rolled high enough to give you a lot of information, but uh, that makes up for all the years that I didn't give you any information. Uh, not a <laughs> fiend. It is a uh, shadow dragon. Damn. Well, all right, it, I'm still... It's a shadow dragon. Yeah. It's a shadow dragon. Um, Suki is still going to cast uh, Searing Light. Mm. Yeah. Shadow Dragon. What, what better to light. pierce shadow than light itself? She is so mad. Um, and she just screams at it. You don't know what you're talking about! And she shoots the searing light at it. Excellent. Uh, what kind of save am I making here? Excellent. <laughs> uh, I'm, gonna t- I'm attacking you. Okay. Um, uh, that's a 31 to hit. That's a hit. That is a hit. Oh, oh my <laughs> Wait, did you also goodness. just roll a 31? Yeah. He did. We are rolling the same. We both rolled that natural three. So weird. All right. And and I believe you. Lindsay's. And that's 5d6. No roll. save, right? That's, I'm thinking of, I think 1e was like, no, no I guess save. it was an attack. Five, six. 17 points of uh, fire damage. 17. Oh, wait, plus. What's my plus? Nothing. 17 points of fire damage. 17 points of fire damage. That's it, right? Uh, they're not weak to fire, right? And Searing not... Light does have a save, right? Yes. No. Yes. What? Yes. Yes, you shoot a blazing light ray of light tinged with holy energy. You make a ranged spell attack. It does 5d6 uh, fire damage. If the target is a fiend, you deal an extra 5d6. Uh, critical success and success. Oh, sorry. Tar- it's not a no. save. That's the your, your, your attack. Oh, yeah. if you had attacked with right. a critical... Uh, it takes full double fire damage plus double good. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. No, you're good, Suki. Sorry. Um, so it was 17 total? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, you don't have this heightened? Uh, I... Oh, wait. What Do did I? you prep it as? No, I don't. You got to heighten this. Like, I can't. like next time. Like, oh, I could. You can, you can I... cast it as a level five spell now. I mean, it's it would be 96. I can't because I, I use my level five spell to get you guys through the wall. No, no, I'm saying for future reference. Like, yeah, yeah, this is a good spell to prep as level five. That's yeah, true. Maybe I should just keep it slotted as five. Um, it's a, nice a juicy sick, bit of damage. Sick burn there, though. Uh, you uh, rolled and well, and you got a. I'm gonna bust through the doors backward. You're going through the doors backward. Uh huh. Uh-huh. While in the middle of a fight with a shadow dragon. <laughs> also, I mean, also maybe wise to beat a fast retreat. Uh-huh. Great. We'll see you next week. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man, what is in that room? You know, you can't just say things for fun, right? Like, you can't just say whatever you feel like. <laughs> What's the point of role-playing, then? Words <laughs> have consequences. Words have consequences. <laughs> Words mean things. Oh, man. Searing light. Uh, see ya. See ya. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash glasscannon. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. 
It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.